top, Craig. Hello, welcome to the PlayCube Gamecast. I'm your host, Chase. And I'm Mushy. And today we are talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre that just came out on Netflix. Yes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Massacred Movie. I don't know how I feel about this movie. I watched it yesterday, and Chase, you watched it today, and so it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, I just watched this thing like five minutes ago. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I wanted to like it going into it. I barely, like, just barely watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre a couple months ago. Like, from start to finish. Because every other attempt before that, it was just bits and pieces. And I know, like, it's not a full-on reboot. If you want to go with the lingo that was created in Scream 5, um, it's more of a requel. So, like, a reboot-sequel hybrid. It's a requel to that original 70s Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I, I still, like, even knowing that, I still just don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it does that weird thing, like the Halloween series, where it's only a sequel to the first one, even though there's like, a, like what, 12 movies just with <laughs> the Chainsaw Massacre in there? Just about. There's, like, there's, there's quite a bit. Yeah, because we split off to like that weird Matthew McConaughey 90s era, the next generation something. Yes. Then you're like, okay, we're going to do a soft reboot in the early 2000s. Yes. And so, yeah, when you showed me um, that timeline you had found of it, I was just like, I had no idea that this there was this many Texas Chainsaw movies. Like, I was aware of the original. I was aware of the origin one, because I actually saw the origin one in theaters. But I didn't know there was a two and a three or a next gen. So I was aware of original, the soft reboot, and... Of course, this new one and the um, the beginnings or Texas Chainsaw Beginnings, whatever they called it. So, like, there was still a handful of movies that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, like, myself, I own the first one on Blu-ray. Okay. I've seen Texas Chainsaw 3D in movie theaters. Okay. I didn't see the Leatherface one. The one from, like, 2017 or something? Yes. Yeah, I did not see that at all. It was pretty interesting. And I was shocked that this one just came out randomly. Yes. Okay. So I agree, like 100% totally random out of nowhere. Like somebody had just posted something about it on Facebook. And I was like, oh, how did I miss the trailer for this? Like I didn't see anything about it. haven't heard anything about it. It was actually in a Halloween fan group. They were saying this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is better than the the current um what was it halloween kills it's totally better than halloween kills and i was just like what the hell are you talking about and come to find out netflix (laughs) has their own texas chainsaw movie from this year you know this is weird because at least with netflix they normally promote the ever-loving crap out of anything they produce see that's what i thought i'm like how did i miss this completely who knows but before we go ahead any further, there is going to be a ton of spoilers coming forward. So be aware, if you don't want spoilers, press pause and revisit us after you've watched the movie. For this point, there's nothing safe. We are going deep into this movie. 
if you can even call it that. I mean, what, the first kill is like, what, 15 minutes in? Okay, so too many people hyped up this first kill. They're like, oh my god, it was so brutal. And I don't know if I'm just completely desensitized to horror movies or if I have a completely different definition of brutal, but I was not impressed. Breaks the guy's wrist, stabs him with his own bone. Not impressed. You know what? The very visual of somebody breaking their wrist from a very, just a casual sitting position and having the strength to take those two bones that are just popping out of the skin and just stab the guy with it. That's a very gory first kill. I mean, I guess. I'm probably just desensitized and because I watched a lot of horror movies. But we just got to get to that story point because right now we're just talking about some random guy getting stabbed with his own wrist. How did we get here? That is an excellent question. Why don't you start us off? So this movie starts out with what four people in a Tesla driving to some random small ghost town in the middle of Texas, which is described as being eight hours away from Austin. So makes me wonder which direction. I can because, only assume it's like somewhere in the Amarillo area. Okay, because like I'm just wondering because like technically like we're four hours or I'm four hours, you're maybe five hours <laughs> um, from the Austin area, and that's with good traffic. Um, so it's just like where are they? Like in the valley? Are they Panhandle? Almost in Oklahoma? Like what's going on? I bet it is Panhandle. Probably. Um, I've never spent an extensive amount of time in the panhandle to like be able to say, oh yeah, this totally looks like the panhandle vibe. Um, just, you know, regular passing through. It was just flat. Panhandle. The only thing that I can just think of right now. Yeah. But like you said, they pull up to this ghost town. They have some high hopes. Um, the movie description. So like the little synopsis that Netflix gives you describes the group as influencers and so that already tells us all we need to know about what kind of people they are all right so we have two sisters one of straight hair one of curly hair i don't know their real names so i'm going to call them uh curly and the other one so i want to give a quick side note i know exactly two characters names in this entire movie there's dante Jenny and Sally. I know Sally and Leatherface, and that is it. I didn't get anybody else's name. Yeah, characterization of any character in this movie went out the window in like the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Yep. We have one character who survived a school shooting, and her sister and the other guy are social media cooks? Chefs? Yeah, they're some kind of chef influencers. And they go out to auction out buildings of a ghost town of Harlow, Texas, to other influencers. Yeah, it's as asinine as it sounds. And we have a bus full of, like a retro, old-school, double-decker bus. It's like one of those aluminum cans. Like one of those, uh, fuck... What are those 
Silver RVs? Airstream? Yeah, one of those. Now, I really liked this van, or sorry, bus. And I don't know if it was intentional. Like, I'm kind of thinking, yes, it was. um, An intentional nod to the original with the Volkswagen van slash bus. I mean, yeah, it had that 70s retro kind of look to it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, clearly, a Tesla looks nothing like a Volkswagen. So this bus is a nice little gesture towards it. Um, Whether it was intentional or not, I'm choosing to believe it was. Uh, This bus full of influencers show up. Then you have the contractor guy, who is around long enough to show that he has a gun and he drives a diesel truck. Basically. And he's like... Hey, I don't care what you do here, as long as you pay me, you're good to go. And I mean, if you don't... I, I liked his character in the sense of, he's, I'm here to do a job, leave me alone. Right, he was just pretty straightforward. Minding his own business, like, yes, okay, I respect you. Later on, he just took the key, he's like, hey, you don't own all these houses, and you kicked out just some random old lady. Oh my god. Can we talk about that for a second? So, like you said, they are auctioning off these properties to other people. They seemingly have the right to be doing this. However, this specific property has, like, it's not under their ownership. They thought it was. They don't have the paperwork. They just assume, oh, we just left it in the office. And then later... When that girl pulled out the deed that Jenny still had, I think it was Jenny, right? Yeah. That she still had, you're just like, oh, god damn. Yeah, so they kicked out this old lady from an orphanage, and you see this old guy in the background, all right? He's tall, he's old, and he's just quiet. Amongst the shadows. So the influencers call the cops. They get escorted off the premises, and Jenny has a heart attack. So they take a ride in the police van. For some reason, the blonde chick was like, I'm going to hop on her van, too. Let's go. I didn't even, like, notice, like, like why she went. I guess maybe she was feeling guilty, and she was like, well, I'm just going to go to find out what happened or what. Who knows? Either way, this is when the first kill happens. They're in this van transporting Jenny who just had this heart attack and she passes away. Yes. She passes away while they're in route. And that's when Leatherface just loses it. He's like, I'm going to kill the deputy. The deputy tries to get a shot off. Instead. He shoots the sheriff who's driving the van. And then he crashes into a corn harvester or something. Combine. Combine. Maybe. I'm not sure what it is. It's a combine. It looks like it harvests crops, but they're in the middle of a sunflower field. Interesting. But either way, so this is what's going on. Um, We already kind of described the kill, so you're aware of that, the first one. This is also the sequence when Leatherface takes his mask. Now, mind you, it's been 50 years since his initial mask, his initial killing spree that we got to see. So he has to get a new one. And so he flays off the face of his caretaker, Jenny, 
and he puts that droopy mask on top of his face, and he starts going crazy. It is not a pleasant mask to look at. It practically melts on his face. Yes. Like, that's the best way to say it. There's no way around it. And the blonde chick who survived in the passenger seat just long enough to get a text out, be like, hey, the old lady's dead. Then sees Leatherface come around to the side, check on the sheriff, who's barely surviving, only to see him get double-tapped by a fire extinguisher. So there's, like, a good amount of action right here. I know for me, if I know it's a horror movie, and people are, or like, even if it's just a slasher, like, I expect people to start dying pretty quick. And that, the movie, in that sense, did not disappoint. No. There is... This has to be the goriest Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie I've ever seen. There is blood everywhere, not including the bus scene at the end of them, towards the end. Oh god, the bus scene. So, back to the town though. We have Leatherface marching his way back. Who knows how long that's going to take. We go back. Did we mention he's ancient? (laughs) Yeah, he's about 70 years old here. That's only if you think... That he's 20 in the first movie. And then if... Sorry, but yes, if you go back to the origins and go based on his birth time from that movie, he's past 75. He's like 76, pushing 77 at this point. If you go based on that, if you go just based on probably about 20 in the first movie, he's like almost 70 or just past it. So, like, we can pretty much conclude that he was in his 70s. And that's being very generous about the age in the first movie. Because he could have been 30, 40 in the first one, and we wouldn't even know. Right. But here, he's just an old man with long, greasy hair. Who's also Ugh. like seven feet tall because he towers over everyone. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a requirement to be a slasher. Like, you can't be short and a slasher. If you are, then that's you're just chunky. chunky. <laughs> I don't know. This... As soon as the kills start coming, it doesn't stop because everybody with a name dies or gets close to being killed. Mm-hmm. Because then you kill off Dante, you kill off the contractor, you kill off every other influencer in a bus scene that is gory as, oh, and it's completely accurate to Texas weather because the rain came out of nowhere. For those of you who do not live in Texas... Um, it's pretty much a running joke here that the weather changes at the drop of a hat. And I know a lot of other states feel this the same way about that. And so maybe we're just another state that's like that. But I also think that it's nowhere near this bad as in other states, having spent time in other states. Um, like it is just crazy how much our weather changes. And so this rain comes out of nowhere and just as quickly as it appeared it it's gone it disappears just like today it was 81 degrees and tomorrow it's about being the low 30s <gasps> he's not exaggerating like it was hot and humid today and it's supposed to be cold tomorrow and like right now in my area we're under a thunderstorm watch oh back to the movie Almost everyone's dead. We have the two sisters from the very beginning who barely survived. They're running away from Leatherface in this 
Main Street, one this one street town, and all of a sudden, Sally Hardesty, the main survivor from the very first movie, shows up out of nowhere. I mean, she doesn't. I mean, she shows up out of nowhere, but she doesn't show up empty-handed. No, because she was like, "All right, I'm going to be like Jamie Lee Curtis from the Halloween films. I've been preparing for this moment for fifty years." Fifty. So let, let's revisit that real quick. Fifty years. Halloween was only forty. Yes, and she is pumped with a shotgun, and she's like, "You did this to me." You haunted me for the last 50 years. I'm going to shoot you down. Then cha- then Leatherface was like, ha ha ha. Chainsaw blocks shotgun bullets. Shells? Yeah. Defy logic. Defy reason. Defy physics. Yeah. Sally I mean- was like the big factor of this movie. And she was around for like five minutes. Unfortunately, she did not last all that long. She got lucky that first time around, and then she came back for the next movie and didn't work out in her favor. This was a completely different actress, too, because... It was. It was. Unfortunately, passed away in 2015. But we have to keep the character for the story. I mean, I feel like it's always very sad when we lose an original actor or actress, and then we get some kind of reboot or sequel or whatever you want to call it. But... As a side note, I was very impressed with Ghostbusters Afterlife with, um, what is his name? Oh my god, Egon, Egon's character. Um, his original actor had passed and how they were able to still incorporate him into the movie. Very, very impressed. But here, not so much. It's- yeah, I mean, if unless you're like a diehard Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan... Maybe, like, you recognize the name, like, oh, yeah, that's the name. And maybe you noticed it wasn't the same lady. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you did and you just don't care. Either way, I think they did some pretty good casting. But here's the thing, though. Her character didn't really add much to the story. It was just, oh, hey, we're uh, drumming up some kind of publicity for this movie. We have the main survivor from the first one. Watch her as she tries to have a legendary fight with Leatherface. Even though it's just a normal Tuesday night for Leatherface. Leatherface is completely unbothered. But yeah, I mean, like Chase said, it's just a normal Tuesday night for him. Pretty much everything you'd expect. Lots of chainsaw wielding. Um, He got a hammer and he hit one of the sisters. That was pretty neat. I liked that, watching her fly back. Um, Rewind that scene for like twice, because I thought he just backhanded her. Yeah. I only watched it once, but it was amazing just seeing her fly backwards like that. Loved it. You gotta understand here, we do not like half of the people on this movie, on the cast. Yes. I was reading um, somebody else's, like I was looking up something about one of the characters and reading somebody else's quick little synopsis of it. And they had said, this is the first time I find myself rooting for the slasher this early into the film. I was like five minutes in, I'm like, yeah. I can see why. Mm-hmm. So Curly has to be the worst character on this game, on this movie, and I'm just surprised she survived as long as she did. Right? So if you've ever seen Jeepers Creepers, you know how the creeper fixates on somebody. Like, he finds a certain something in somebody that he wants, and he's just hyper-fixated. He doesn't stop until he gets whatever it is from this person. 
So Leatherface kind of has like a similar act, I guess, um, in this where he's kind of hyper fixated on the curly haired sister. And it's like, I want you and I don't care who I have to knock down to get to you. Side note, R.I.P. Justin Long's eyes from Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? Justin Long. That's where he got them. Yes. So, <laughs> Leatherface yes. moved down at least 20 people inside a bus. I was, yeah, I was going to say, and that's just a rough estimate. I didn't actually count how many people were on that bus. I just assumed it was everyone else. Yeah, that's fair. Even the poor banker lady was like, oh yeah, I'm just here to make sure everything's fine. Yeah, she became half a person that day. That's one way to put it. (laughs) And like halfway through this, like it starts out, Leatherface shows up with a chainsaw and the dudes, everyone's pulling out their phone and one dude just goes, I dare, try anything. I dare you, bro. You're going to get canceled. I mean, the movie's in 2022. If you didn't expect cancel culture to show up you're probably in good company because i didn't uh, expect it to show up either and i was like what the heck is going on and uh leatherface didn't care because he's 70 plus years old he has no technology and he doesn't give a fuck about a cell phone yep and it's very evident when he starts attacking while they're still like on facebook live or similar yeah it's fun seeing the comments roll in like oh my god is this real Somebody said, I've been to better haunted houses. Um, one person put like a rating like four out of ten or something. It, the comments on there were funny. Like, you couldn't really take it serious if you were reading the comments. How much did you pay this guy? Yeah. And Leatherface <laughs> that chainsaw is greater than a cell phone. Oh, jeez. On a side note, where did this chainsaw come from? It was hiding out in a wall. He had to bust down a wall in an orphanage. That probably hasn't been seen in like 50 years. I mean, he was prepared. This chainsaw actually worked. It had gasoline, it had oil, and it turned on. That's a mechanical miracle. And it didn't seize up either. It was turned on and ready to go. And it had a thirst for blood. It said, it's been 50 years, give me blood. And as soon as it got that first date, it's like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm running on pure blood now. <laughs> uh, I, I would say that the, the chainsaw definitely got the blood that it was lusting for. Yeah, because the bus, it was raining outside and inside was everyone was just soaked red. <laughs> but they do eventually get off of the bus. They fight their way through Leatherface, the two sisters. They think... They have outsmarted him, escaped him, whatever. I don't... Ugh. Anyway, so they, they're on their way out of town in their Tesla. Wait, That's... before we get to there, though. Okay, okay. They have an individual two-on-one fight where the oh, curly-haired sister uppercuts Leatherface with the chainsaw. This man took a chainsaw to the face, ladies and gentlemen, and still, still came back swinging. Anyway, they finally escaped because they thought he drowned in the puddle. They hop yeah, in the Tesla, hit the autopilot pool. to go home. What was that? Oh, I was just saying, yeah, just, there's just some random pool in inside. Um, 
I don't I think it was inside because the way they were leaving made it look like it was interior. Either way, there's just like this pool of water on the ground or like it's bigger than a puddle is what I'm getting at because they were able to be completely submerged. Yeah. It, it was just so random. Like, where the hell did this come from? There has to be like a deep basement underneath this weird sagebrush theater or something. Maybe. I don't know. It, it was just like, what the heck is going on? So, as soon as Leatherface is down for the drown, the twin, the sisters hop in the Tesla, they hit the autopilot, and it's like, alright, let's go home to Austin. Then the window gets smashed. So, I don't know if you ever have seen a Tesla doing autopilot. I have not. This was my only instance. And... I thought they were just so fucking stupid for using it because if I'm scared, like I'm sure like adrenaline pumping, like you're just like, oh my God, I just escaped danger. I'm still alive. I didn't die. I would have been fucking flooring it out of that town. But no, they hit autopilot, drive me home. And this car is barely moving so slow. It is moving so slow that Leatherface has time to injuredly walk up to it bust out the window, and yank curly hair sister out of it. Yeah, this car has to be doing at least 5, 15 miles an hour because we had an elderly 70-plus guy just walk in, yank somebody out, then have the sister stand up through the sunroof, turn around, and can only watch as Leatherface takes the chainsaw, still aching for blood one more time, and just slice curly's head off honestly that was so cathartic and satisfying to see and dance with the head yes but also i was just like can you not stop it and put it in reverse and run over him i'm like 90 percent sure the other sister did not know how to drive that's possible but i i just i don't know just the her standing up in the sunroof like you could have did anything else you could have, but no, you have to scream like, oh my god, as the car makes its first turn out of the city. Again. Then it cuts to credits. No surprise why we were rooting for Leatherface. So yes, uh, makes it to the credits, and I have to say that the end credit scene is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. And not just because that meant it was over, because just of what it was, what it symbolized. Let's be real. If Leatherface was living in an orphanage for like 50-something years, how is this house still standing? There's just so many questions. It makes you wonder, like, so for those of you who have made it this far, he is walking back up to his home, the home that everything happened in the first time around. So it's him slowly walking, because remember, he's old and injured. He's slowly walking up the drive to his home. He, we don't see him make it. It cuts out um, before he makes it to the door. But, like Chase just said, why was he not at his home? Why was he at this orphanage? Because th- that was something I was wondering through the whole movie. I'm like, why the hell is he in the middle of a town? Of all places. I don't know. I feel like this movie, this series, needs a full-on reboot. Like a full-on, hey, stop thinking the first movie as its starting point. We just need a new timeline. 
kind of like what Rob Zombie tried to do with Halloween. Because let's be real. Our villains right now, our uh, slasher killers, are pushing 70s, all right? They're like our presidents. They don't need to be this old. <laughs> all right? We can have new things, all right? I mean, this was a great start. We could probably fix this. I mean, I, I could see. I could see something being salvageable from this specific timeline. Um, maybe if they pull like a Jason Voorhees where it kind of, the, the power of Jason, like his essence transfers from person to person. So um, that was in one film. I can't remember which one. Um, there were different people who were actually killing as Jason instead of just original Jason Voorhees. Another one of it would be like Chucky. That's another idea that they could go with where the soul of Leatherface is transported into something else. We don't even need just Leatherface because the first movie was scary as fuck on its own because there was a family around Leatherface. Yes. Like they're like, we know that boy ain't right, but we're here to support him anyway. Think about it this way. All right. You're driving through a small town. You stop to get gas. And you realize everyone in this gas station knows each other, and you're the odd man out. How freaky would it be if something happens to you, everyone covers it up, and no one notices it? And everyone just like, oh, hey, just a normal day. You just described cabin fever. That's what made the first one so great, because halfway through the movie, they get saved, they get taken in by the... By the uh, barbecue owner who's like, hey, I'll get you to help as I drive you straight to where you just came from. Then you realize no one's safe. Uh, That's always like the most frustrating thing, like as a viewer. Um, I guess it's really just like a dramatic irony piece, but watching them getting taken back to where they just escaped from. They worked so hard to escape. And now they're right back to where they started from. I was watching a movie earlier today where that happened. And it's just like, oh, they worked so hard and here they are. But yeah, I feel like, you know what? Let's have a new timeline for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, okay? Leatherface can go back to his 20, 30, 40-year-old self. He doesn't have to be 75, 80 years old. He can have a family of cannibals. They could even be his family. He could be the dad. Yeah, you could have, like, weird <laughs> cannibal children. Oh my god, that's already sounding like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Wrong Turn Hybrid. And uh, he just uh, has, like, some normal family members running, like, a convenience store on the side of the road. And every time somebody just casually stops off the road, or whatever random offshoot US 156 road highway. <laughs> some random number. And anytime it doesn't have a in-state license plate, they just die. Heck, even if they do have an in-state license plate, if they get them talking and hear where they're from, they might be like, yep, get them. And hell, you can keep the Tesla. Just have like the first Tesla, <coughs> have like the first Tesla show up with a Cali flag bumper sticker on there. And be like, yep, that's the first people going to die. Oh, you can send the Tesla home. <laughs> It'll drive itself. 
Yeah, but it's going to run out of a battery pretty soon. Well, you know what? That's not their problem after that point. They got rid of the car. There's no evidence car-wise that these people were here. It's not like they pushed it into a lake that just got drained and then now everybody's going to see the car. They sent the car home. Whether the car makes it or not, not their problem. That car might make it a mile before it realizes, hey, there's no passengers. I'm going to stop. Well, they could put the bodies back in it. Teslas have this weird thing about the steering wheel where you have to be holding the steering wheel at least once every few minutes or so. What's the point of autopilot if you still have to hold on to it? Just so they make sure you're not asleep. Oh, Jesus. I think some people get around that by just using their knees to hold it. Ugh. Bleh. Bleh. On Tesla. Just bleh. Moving on from the car. I mean, yes, I agree that they there are so many different things that they can do with this franchise. But I do want to bring up Scream 5 again. Um, because, I don't know if you've seen it or not, Chase, they actually talked about this at length. Like, you can't do a full-on reboot. Like, there's... They talked about how the fans of the series are more likely to be accepting of a new movie based on certain criteria. So it doesn't have to be a part five, part six, whatever, but it can't be a full-on reboot. So, like, that's where they came up with the term requel. It's a soft reboot sequel hybrid. And apparently, according to the characters in Scream 5, that's how you make a successful new installment. Because, and so I'm mentioning this because this one is kind of like, yes, it's a continuation, but it's also laying the framework for a new split in this timeline. That's kind of what Scream 5 did. They introduced a whole new cast, they killed off some of the original cast, and they laid the framework for basically a new Sidney Prescott um, to take center stage if they wanted to continue. And they could potentially do that, take that approach with this movie as well. At what point down the line do you have to stop using Leatherface as a character? Because he's just going to get too old for this. Well, that's when you start getting creative. (laughs) Whether it's a a full-on transfer like Leatherface finds an apprentice and then he officially passes on his vengeance to this person, or it's something that doesn't ever seem like it's likely to happen, like Chucky or Jason or some kind of ethereal demon coming. Uh, I just remember Jason X. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot. At least with Jason, it makes sense. They killed him, he got resurrected, his spirit lives on, he got ingested with nanobots. It's just, Leatherface is like some slow, tall dude who's 80-something years old, and he's not exactly just going to go to an orphanage in some random ho-dunk town, pick up a small little 12-year-old kid and be like, all right. You're going to take my mask and I'm going to put it on your face. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. For sure. Uh, there doesn't seem like a lot of logical continuances. It seems like it's either going to get really hokey or they should just start over from scratch. So I definitely understand that. I don't know. I feel like all the popular horror movies are coming back except Friday the 13th. 
That's because Friday the 13th had like a 29 or 2009-2010 reboot and it flopped. You know what? I actually seen that movie. It was pretty good. I have not because I loved Robert England as Freddy and somebody else as him just was a no-no for me. Wait, Friday the 13th? Oh, I'm sorry. Um obviously that one's um Nightmare on Elm Street. Um that's the one 2009-2010. I can't remember the exact date, but I know that the Friday the 13th remake has a similar cuz they kind of came out um around yeah, the same 2008, time. 2009 around that time. I think I may have actually seen the Friday the 13th one. But like Jason like it, it's just a mask. Um and so for me it was easier to watch that than it was to see a completely different face for Freddy. Okay. But like I still haven't seen it. Like I just will not watch it. Damn. Maybe we just need new movies. Who would have thought? Let's just create something new, unique, and original. But no, we gotta milk every one of these IPs dry. Yep. Okay, because we have like what? We had Screen Five. We yeah. Have another Halloween movie coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the last one for this installment, like this director's little reboot. It, he was only doing three. I mean, we're already on the third branching timeline for Halloween. What the fuck? <laughs> Is it the third total or just like the third continuous? Like, are you counting the Rob Zombie ones or not? No. Okay. Well, because I know they're technically not part of the timeline, but if you start that, you could count that as its own non-connected timeline. What if the next Halloween movie is just a sequel to the Rob Zombie movies? I have never watched them, so I won't know. I don't think uh, I take that back. I did attempt to watch the first one, and I hated it, so I turned it off. Didn't watch the second one. No interest. I feel like the first Rob Zombie movie for Halloween was a. Uh straightforward reboot to it except with a bit more gore to it i i just did not like it didn't even make it that far to be able to draw that conclusion then again i haven't seen it since it first came out like 2009 2008 so i wouldn't even know i do remember boobs um i know that was in the original one when michael stabbed his sister so i'm guessing they probably did that same thing i don't know it's drawing a blank right now well I don't think it was in the first one. I think it was maybe in the second one or in a flashback in another of the installments. But I know it was in the one that I played at my Halloween party. But still, we just need like new IPs. We just need newer things, you know? Yes, we need some I agree. different stuff, okay? I agree. Like there's so many um like even a few of the more modern ones like they really had an opportunity to make this iconic slasher and for whatever reason didn't with there's certain movies that they they could have continued and maybe they just decided you know i don't want a series i think one or two movies for this character is fine um instead of milking the ip until like there's literally nothing left or for whatever reason they just didn't have a good reception yeah but I do want to circle back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre real quick. I did not know until today that Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually had a video game. Wait, what? 
Yes. So it was released in March of 1983. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was for the Atari 2600. What do you oh is that how you call that model? I don't know. Yeah, and it was developed by VSS Inc. The publisher was Wizard Video, and it was a single player game. Oh, fuck. That does not sound good at all. I'm looking at some images, and it is not. Um, I so I've never really played any Atari games, so I can't really compare them. Um, doesn't look 8-bit, looks worse than 8-bit. Kind of reminds me of Duck Hunt for Nintendo. I think it was like 4-bit, right? I have no idea. I'm only familiar with 8-bit. If there's something lesser than that, I'm going to defer to your judgment. Uh, how many colors are on the screen? Um, There's two shades of green, a blue for the sky, a brown... A white, um, black, that's technically a different color over there. I mean, there's a few. Okay. Seven or eight. Like, try to divide up by the number of colors on the screen, or like how many, I don't know. I I have no idea. Like, when I think 8-bit, I think of certain, like, pixelizations, and that's just not there. At least with 8-bit, you can recognize what it says. Right. Or like, this looks like game. it was made in Microsoft Paint. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. It's very depressing. <laughs> but yeah, like, there was a video game for it. So, I would say, if anything, they probably could make a video game. And so, like, I'm not familiar with Dead by Daylight, but can you play as Leatherface in Dead by Daylight? I'm not sure. Because I know you can play as Michael. I'm pretty sure you can play as Freddy. I know you cannot play as Jason, but I'm thinking yes for Leatherface. Yeah, that could work. And so, I know, like, Dead by Daylight, it's not really, like, follow, like, from my understanding of it, there's different bundle pa- or bundles and chapters, whatever you want to call them, and so they each have their own little story. So, I'm not familiar with how exactly, like, it runs, because I've seen some basic gameplay um, just not like full on gameplay of other characters. So I don't know how much of the story sequence it goes through, but it could be interesting to have a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre only video game. Yeah, that, that, hmm. This idea for a game by itself would be perfect for Leatherface. Uh huh. Just because he would be that omnipresent chainsaw in the background noise. Especially because it's almost 40 years. Next year will be 40 years since this game was released. Yeah, I don't think anyone needs to know about this game. (laughs) Because I'm looking at the screen right now, and you have the fuel gauge up on top, so you're clearly paying as a Leatherface as you take a cactus to some random guy. Largely ignored by most retailers. Yeah, that sounds like every game, every Atari game from the early 1980s. Can you imagine somebody wanted to charge you like 40 bucks for this game? No, I would throw a fit. Oh, okay, so apparently there is a new game coming. It was announced at the Game Awards 2021. Maybe. Let me see. Asymmetrical horror game announced at the Game Awards... Texas Chainsaw Massacre is following in the footsteps of its fellows. 
Classic slasher actor Kane Hodder will be reprising his role as Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. So it does seem like they are going to make an updated game. <laughs> Obviously, um, 40 years did this game good because it doesn't look anything like its predecessor. And maybe when this game comes out, we will take a crack at it. And by we, you mean you. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But until like, then, this was this is Chase. And this has been Mushy. <laughs> and we talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre the movie before we dove onto everything else. Sounds about right. And we'll That's see what you we next do here. Time. All right. Bye. Bye.